Great, thank you. Mm, placing my hand on my heart, taking that deep cleansing breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this time to come together in this safe and sacred space. Grateful for our willingness to be vulnerably, authentically ourselves. Grateful for our willingness to share any blocks to love, any insights, any intentions for the purpose of our healing and expansion. Grateful for our teacher, Jennifer, for putting this community together. Grateful for all of our teachers, including our families and friends, our loved ones who've transitioned before us, the whole host of heaven, elder brothers and sisters, ascended masters, archangels, angels, and saints. We ask that they join us surrounding and supporting us now during this call and as we go through our days. So grateful we get to share the benefits of this prayer, this time together, and of our very lives with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and in gratitude, we let it be. We are fully open to receive. And so it is. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you for the beautiful prayer. Thank you, Anna Marie. You're expressing it so perfectly. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Spirit speaking through me. Mm. So I just finished listening to um, the class from last week. And um, the meditation was very powerful. And then listening to Robin share, mm -hmm. I was so honored to be a part of that, even though I wasn't there at the moment. Um, yeah, I just felt very honored to be a part of that. So thank you, Robin. I know you're not here now, but hopefully you'll listen later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was so generous and willing to share it. Yeah. You know, to all of us. I mean, of course, we hesitate to express these deep things that come up. You know? And I mean, it's just amazing that she had that strength, that power to share it with us. Yeah. And I, I'm sure somehow she gets healing through this. Absolutely. Is <laughs> <laughs> that Big Ben? <laughs> That's my prayer time, I guess. I don't know. I knew I had it. <laughs> yeah, I could I could hear the release and the relief in her voice as she was finally able to speak the words that she was so afraid to to share. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really I'm sure it was a very heavy burden for her. And yes. maybe it still is, but maybe it has lightened a little bit. Yeah. Because, because divine grace is always with us. And mm -hmm. We never know when the divine grace becomes so powerful in us that we accept these mm. situations and things. 
Yes. I want to say hello to everybody. I'm on. Hello. A little late out walking my dog, but and I think Karen's on the phone there. She's running. She is. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, uh, I think that Robin's. I didn't wasn't in person, but I listened to it remote, and it was definitely what I would call a breakthrough for sure. Mm -hmm. so celebrate that and uh, know that there was these things happened just at the right time, and and uh, works out well. So I think that when we release those things that the Holy Spirit comes in and fills that space where we had been holding the, holding the blocks. I listened this morning to the class about prayers <clears throat> that she gave us on Monday, I think, with, uh, <clears throat> with MLC1. Mm -hmm. And I felt it was so powerful. I have always felt that I needed some kind of guidance for prayer, that I need more insight how prayer works. And I have to say, this is it's really very deep. It's, I did not appreciate it as much as I appreciate now after listening again. I mean, I heard it. I was at the class on Monday. But really, that we, we pray only to demonstrate mm -hmm. the, everything, the perfection, the goodness, the grace, that we already have it. Even if we are not feeling that way, even if we are uh, looking for solutions of our problems, that we don't have to pray for the solution. We just have to put it on the altar and accept the fact that there's always, God is always there. The Holy Spirit is always acting on our behalf. And of course, I realize what's, at least for me, so confusing is how, how can I how can I really sense that everything is there already when we are in this time and space mode where everything passes and to to realize that everything is is here now only now is what really is present. That's, of course, still a big hurdle for me, in a way. And she asked us to try to take a look if we, if we are just praying to solve problems. And I, I guess sometimes we, we fall in that mode. We try not to have to have attachments and to really think in terms of yes, there is this difficulty here, but the solution already exists, mm -hmm. and to accept the solution in humility. I mean, to accept the idea that it's already there, to accept it. Mm -hmm. 
not to think I have to fix it. So that's really still, I think, needs a lot of work for me. Yeah, I noticed for myself, I I have a certain pattern. Everybody has their own specific way they pray, right? Uh, yeah. And and uh, I've noticed for myself, I I do okay with the gratitude and willingness and offer, but I often don't do the declare. I do. I go. I ask. I. I say we're open to support. I add my own little thing for some reason that I'm open to support from the invisible and, and I share, but I don't do the declare. It's really interesting that, to see that. So what does that mean? Does that mean anything maybe um, to look at it, to offer that up, you know, maybe that's resistance. I don't know. So it's just interesting. And that seems like, I mean, I don't know if there's anything bigger, but that seems like a very powerful part of the prayer. Mm-hmm. I was I was curious if anyone remembers, you know, she had, uh, when we did prayer classes in the previous year, she had another sort of acronym. And she what, says? Yeah, and what, what did that, you remind me what that stood for? I mean, gratitude, obviously. So gratitude, surrender, share. Surrender, share, okay. So it's similar, but would she add? So it's surrender would be the... No, it's gratitude. Offer. Offer. So it, offer must be the difference. Yeah. No, gratitude, declare. And share. Yeah, she's added. Or she's have offering and declaration. In place, I don't know if it's in place of, but where surrender was. I think surrender is the offer, but I think the declares. That's, <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, I'm not shifting to the new pattern, probably. Okay. Sometimes. I say we're love, but sometimes. Sometimes I feel like the declaration is so, like I'm afraid to get it wrong. Mm. I don't want to declare anything that's going to mess things up, (laughs) you know, (laughs) if things are going well. Um, But it's still working on that trust and faith that, that I am not doing it, mm-hmm. that I don't have to do it, and that, um, and that God won't let me down. You know, just trusting that. For me, it is kind of challenging to make the declaration if I don't feel it, you know. But yet, I noticed when I, last year, I don't know when it was, when I started shifting how I prayed, and I started reading her prayers, and that it actually shifted me. So I think it's helpful to do it because that declaration is what I think is helpful in shifting us because our word, our word is powerful, right? Yeah. It, I guess the declaration is our belief that we are open and willing to receive. Mm-hmm. 
what the deep desire of our heart is. I declare we're have a heal, having a healing right now. So that, that really yeah, I was going to say, respond to Go ahead. That, that really speaks to the belief that things are already present that are happening as soon as we're willing to be open to them happening. And not like I pray someday on some mm -hmm. cloud somewhere, this thing right. will, will happen. But mm -hmm. I'm declaring that I believe that this is available to me anytime I tune in the right station, so to speak. So I declare it's happening now, if that's my prayer. Yes. Because it's just me. <laughs> it's just me. Yeah. Mm. This it is really, I really liked when she, I think it really hit me deeper when she talked about the deep desire of the heart. And so I actually been texting that the last couple of days. Today. Um, but, um, and I realized when I started doing that, that last, I think it was last, no, 2015, I think it was. I used to, I did it for like three months, almost every day for probably at least an hour, right? And I did a lot of it around creativity and, you know, connecting with myself. I don't know. I just remember there's a lot about creativity and that's interesting now that I look back at it, that was, I wrote the most poems ever in a short period of time during that time. Usually it's like maybe one or two a year, three or four. I, I could do three in a day, but it could be a year in between. But that is so, that's why I was, it really prompted me to focus on it a little bit more because it was sometimes. We don't see it right away, you know? I think sometimes that's how I use the gratitude, though. What do you mean? It's, it's like a declaration. Mm. Like when I'm, when I am, um, speaking a word of gratitude about something, like I'm declaring the abundance and prosperity and wholeness and perfection all around me. But I'm going to work on using that declaration because obviously there's a resistance to it <laughs> so just to see what comes of that i just did this landmark training last this last weekend and they actually mentioned that that declaring was so powerful so powerful and they didn't even talk about you know, they're very different focus, yet very much the same, because there wasn't a lot of spirituality in God and um, higher self and stuff like that. But, the, but that's I think that's one of the reasons also that it really hit me. 
the declaring, which is that's what the desire of the heart is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I, I have I have an experience I'd like to throw out and see what people I'm gonna throw out the right word. Like, okay. To share. okay. Uh, so this morning I woke up uh, with this really intense stabbing pain in my back, right under my left shoulder blade. And uh, it scared me, you know, I felt frightened by it. And um, uh, I had had a, we, we went, had a very vigorous yoga class yesterday. So that my, my, my ego would like to explain it that way. Oh, you had a yoga class, that's why you have the pain. It kind of stuck with me. I had Karen rubbed my back this morning and so forth. And then I heard this voice essentially in my head say, and I was emotional. I heard this voice say, you want to cry? I'll give you something to cry about. And, and that, was my, uh -huh. that was my father's voice. He used to say that to us a lot. Cried, you know. So it's an interesting choice because my ego self wants to just put that aside and say, oh, well, you know, uh, it doesn't mean anything. Forget about it. Move on. And my and I'm wanting to hold it and hold be in, in that feeling or in that space to see what is there for me because I think there's something there. And we always talk about healing, to, you know, always, many times talk about healing back to the root source so you never have to experience it again. So, right. and the other thing, parenthetically, is that we're getting relieved. And I, my brother, and I, my older brother, is across the street from me. Um, now we're getting ready to have a family reunion <laughs> next week and all my side of the family is coming to our little place in Rhode Island here. So there's been a lot of talk about and reminiscing about growing up and looking at pictures and stuff. So I kind of think it's like spirit said, oh, okay, uh, you ready for that? Let me, give, let me give you something to work with, you know, or invite me to have that memory. So I just, I'm trying to be still and present and keep it, in my mind so I can see and be present to what might come to me about it. So I just offer it up and um, put it out there. Yeah, my sense is that it was just a, um, like a notification that you're going to have a healing mm -hmm. around your father and your family mm -hmm. during this. Um, time when you guys are all together. Mm -hmm. Maybe just to yeah, notice it. You. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting about him because I have a tendency um, in my memories about him to think positive things. I see pictures, we've been looking at pictures and I, he was a music guy. I mean, he worked for the railroad, but he was a music guy. He played the, a lot of different musical instruments. He was the choir director in church when we grew up. <clears throat> he always played the piano. And I, I always half kiddingly, half seriously said, if you were in my house longer than 10 minutes, you got a song sheet handed to you. So I, I have a tendency to remember those kind of memories, which are pleasant. You know? And, uh, and yet there were memories that we've talked about recently. We got talking about getting paddled, you know, and I said, you know, my dad, he paddled us when Bob and I were young and my other brothers too, but he would threaten it and he didn't always do it, you know. So I was telling the other day, I remember vividly being out at, you know, Ohio, we grew up in Pittsburgh and not too far away, there was one of his, one of his friends who had gone to college with, who had a farm and we would go out to their farm and, I remember playing out there in the, in the, in the hay mound and playing with, and they had animals. It was wonderful, you know? And I remember one time where he didn't like something we did. And he said, well, when you get home, you're going to get a beat. You know? And so I remember riding in the car and it's probably, I don't know how long it was, maybe an hour and a half ride back, not knowing whether he was going to paddle us or not. And in this case he didn't, you know, <laughs> but you never knew whether he was going to do it or not do it. Right. And, leads to a lot of sort of anticipatory anxiety 
uh, I think in terms of like thinking maybe something bad's going to happen, maybe it's not going to happen, and uh, that kind of thing. So we've been doing a lot of thinking about him. Yeah. I guess in response to the talk about the deep desire of the heart, I guess the deep desire of my heart is to be at, at peace with him. Uh, and I, I don't know, because I don't feel a lot of grievance. I, I feel these positive aspects and memories, and yet this emerges for me, this thing which was definitely a negative. Saying, you want to cry, I'll give you something to cry about. That was not a fun thing to hear. Yeah. Because he would sometimes, you know, if you didn't pop you one, you know, so now you got something to cry about, you know, so, um, so that, even though that's not what my usual memory of his in, is, this is what emerges today. So, so I'm going to keep an open space for it to develop, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, when we forgive or release any resentment mm -hmm. towards what has happened in the past, mm -hmm. <coughs> for me, it doesn't always mean that, that I forget mm -hmm. what happened, because we used to get beatings too. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I loved my parents dearly, but um, and I don't feel that I have any <laughs> negative feelings towards them because of our upbringing at all. You know, there was a good portion of it that it was wonderful. But those those memories, I wouldn't mind like having a little windshield washer go over those <laughs> and just completely take them away. But I guess that um, you know we all have similar experiences. Um, and maybe those memories will be helpful someday. Um, you know, maybe I'll be able to relay them to somebody else that has had that experience that hasn't been able to release or mm -hmm. forgive. And they'll be able to know that it, it's actually possible to do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why the memory hasn't gone away. Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. <clears throat> So as you're speaking, I am reminded of something that I found really helpful. Marianne Williamson talked about healing and when the mind is healed of a past narrative of grievance, and she was using things like the Holocaust and slavery and those things, then we can talk about them, we can discuss the narrative, but it's from the place of observation and reporting, not the place of judgment. So what I'm understanding is, and I have a significant number of grievances with my own parents that I have been actively um, bringing up to light and so on. But when I can talk about it dispassionately and just from that place, she says the place of resurrection, not the place of crucifixion. I'm mm -hmm. no longer the victim of this. I am only reporting it and I might report it to you in a way that you might find helpful but I'm not activating the judgment around that again. And I have found that discernment to be very, very helpful for me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because there is, I really don't have the emotions around it that I used to. So it does feel like it's been healed. It's just that the, it's like the pictures are there, but it's somebody else's family, <laughs> you know? Yes. I don't have and to think about it. Distance from it. It doesn't really come from right. numbing, but really that comes from the healing place. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that, Karen. Well, it's, it's uh, helpful for me, yeah. Also, before you spoke, thank you, Karen, that something came to my mind from the training, the landmark training this weekend. It was very, very helpful for me, not just about the past, but about 
the present. That she had, they had two circles, and what they say is they one circle is about what actually happened, you know, and then the other circle is when we then we give a meaning to that. We give meaning to what happened, and we make the story, and that's the big loop that keep that goes around and around and around. And that was very helpful <sighs> this weekend. So gonna share something I wasn't going to but so I have this housemate right and she she I don't know if I should say it but she was diagnosed as bipolar right and she went off her medication a month ago and then she told me, I, would, I did this exact thing. She told me, and I made meaning of it. I made that it would, I'm leaving in a week, and my, I'm not, the house isn't safe, and it, all these pictures came up. And I realized what I was doing and how often I do that with every, a lot of stuff in my life instead of just experiencing what happens I'm telling myself a story and I guess I'm sharing now because I'm really interested this is my declaration <laughs> I'm really interested in letting that go and if I needed to be aware of it to let it go um, then I'm willing I think that could be helpful but I'm just uh, interested in, and when I am, when I am, when I do see it, to offer it up, to let it, and to know it's not the me that I really am. It's just a habit I have developed over this lifetime, and maybe even prior lifetimes, that a pattern of behavior that I'm willing to shift. So. So can you say your declaration again? What is the declaration? Is the declaration? I'm open to seeing what, what if I ever um, recreate this pattern or fall into this pattern and let it go. Let go of the meaning and live in the experience of what's actually happening and let go of the story. Is that clear? Yes, but I didn't hear you use the word I declare. Uh, okay. Mm, I declare. I'm not interested in the story that I have made of anything or I could make of anything. I'm interested in being present to what is actually happening. Is that clear? I think that helped. <laughs> <laughs> so I declare that I am not interested. I, I declare. declare I declare I'm open to guidance to any support in releasing this pattern. See, I actually heard you say two things, Carla. I heard you start off saying, I think I really <laughs> I'm many to, things. I'm open to seeing if I create this pattern. So it's a declaration I'm willing to identify and then, and let go of the meaning that I create is what I wrote. That may not be verbatim, but so there's, I mean, we talk about that about- I think I have changed it. Hmm. Good. No, I would say I think know, I kept changing it. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just affirming that because I think you know we talk a lot about identifying and releasing all limiting beliefs and blocks to love. So I can understand where you might make a declaration that you're going to be open to seeing that, but you might not yet be open to changing it, you know, or releasing it. But the first step would be open to see it, which you've already done. That's how you got to this statement that you've observed yourself 
doing a certain pattern. And maybe you're also at a place where you're willing to declare that you're going to release it. So I'm interested in those two parts. Anyway. Well, I feel like I'm beginning to, sh it's, it's a practice because I had told her she needed to leave, you know, because she stopped the medication and our agreement was this and I felt I felt and I noticed the story I was making that she has respect me that she lied to me and it seems real that she you know that all this stuff and that she didn't consider me that I'm not valuable that I'm not right and just, I, I could go on and on it's incredible <laughs> Incredibly uplifting. Yeah, I get it. What? I can imagine myself uh, creating that same image. So I, I mean, I, I get it that that is not. We don't know yet what God's plan is. That's where trust and faith come in. I think because we just don't know what God's plan is. But if you accept that whatever happens is God's plan, we just. It may not come out the way that we think it ought to come out, but this is the plan, then you know, that's a big step, you know. It's not wrong, it's God's plan. It's just we don't understand God's plan. I mean, it's not we're not clear yet. That's very valuable because that's kind of what I did because I realized I was or was not trusting her. And but I know that she was brought here. With, I was divinely guided to bring her here, and it was all meant to be helpful and healing. And I realized I wasn't trusting that. I was trusting other stuff. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trusting God. So, for me, so that's my... I was going to say, for me, a lot of that is trying to make a space to create a space. And that's what I think we talk about putting something on the altar to create a space to let the spirit guide us rather than to fall into the, the very quick reactive responses that ego guides us in. I mean, I, I, I do that a lot, you know, so I'm working to, and Karen's very helpful to me in doing that, try to create a space. Even if I have those, I make meaning out of things that, you know, lead to fear okay, I've done that, but I can do, and, and I, you know, we always do the, uh, I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. Don't feel guilty because Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision. Or if I will let him, I choose to let him by allowing him to decide to, for God for me. So try to follow that. It's okay. Uh, that the, what, the meaning I made of it is ego meaning. So I'm not at peace, so I'm just going to make a space to let God guide me about what meaning should I make of it or can I make of it that's peaceful. I must admit, I do feel much more peace today because I was like trying to do something. I was in conflict yesterday, but I can go there and take one. He still wants to go there, right? But I'm just not interested in that. Yeah. Not your true self. Small self is still interested. For me, it is, but big self is not. So get with big self. Um, I'm just curious, Carla. Why did why did your housemate decide to go off for medication? She doesn't like it. She thinks she's healed. And who am I? I actually discovered I was upset at her because 
how can she heal herself when I'm not, it seems like I'm not healing myself. And so, you know, I'm allowing her that possibility, you know, but she, she thinks, I mean, I don't know what it means, but she says that she's healed. And I got to admit, I, I don't see anything. I, I could tell myself, well, my house, she could do all this stuff to my house, but it's just stories I'm telling myself to scare me. But she just decided that's kind of really disturbed me. It's like, um, you're you're living here with me. I just would like to have been part of the discussion. But you know, maybe it was all perfect that she did because I think I would have reacted badly. Well, certainly her making that decision has invited you to consider this issue and to consider uh, a healing for yourself in terms of trust and listening to guidance and so forth. Yes. Exactly. Did I answer your question, Lawrence? I guess. Um, has her has her behavior seemed to change since since she stopped medication? Is there some issue with her behavior? Yeah, and that's interesting because I think I think what's happening is she's learning to to he, to she's shifting her mind. So there is a little bit, but nothing dangerous. And so, but I was telling myself, I'll scare myself with danger stories. <laughs> danger, Will Robinson, danger. <laughs> But actually, she's a perfect thing where, because Jennifer says to not look at appearances, right? Appearances aren't real. And by, I'm limiting her by, by what I was choosing. It's a, it's a challenge. And I'm up for it. So that's my big breakthrough. Anybody else had any? I had a really fun miracle this week. Um, <clears throat> and... Um, uh, the narrative that uh, goes along with this is that now that Rich and I are living here with uh, his brother and, uh, my, and our sister-in-law, uh, you know, it's like a courtship and, and we're all dating and trying to decide and, and, and get, get engaged. But we're already married because we're living side by side. So, but we're doing things a little bit backwards. So in the planning for this reunion, my sister-in-law works and uh, uh, she, was, um, she originally had said, look, this is your idea, your thing, you take it over. So um, I thought, okay. So I uh, was getting ready to do that. We all went out to dinner. We had a conversation Friday, it was Friday night in which it became abundantly clear that um, I was, they were not really looking for me to take it over, over. They were just, that was kind of a reaction back then. So. Um, and when we talked about what kind of plan we wanted to have, uh, we were on very different pages and we had really pretty different ideas about how to do it. So um, 
the idea was that I was supposed to draft a letter and send it out to the extended family about it so they would know what to bring, when to come, what to expect, and so on. So I didn't sleep very well that night, but I got up early and uh, sat down and wrote the letter and sent the draft over, you know, 20 feet by technology to them for their, for their perusal. <laughs> then uh, I had two sacred circle calls, which were wonderful. And I'm so excited about the high level of communication and healing and sharing that is going on in those sacred circle calls. So, uh, and to be able to be a part of it. Uh, when I hung up, I took a peek at her response. She had emailed it back and she responded back in red ink. And for my paragraphs, we had three paragraphs explaining how she would do it differently. And she didn't think that was helpful. And yada, yada. I felt myself feel, feel triggered. And then I thought, oh, right. this is today's homework, you know, because I, before I go to bed at night, I make a little list of what my plans are. And then I completely understand that the next day, my plans are going to be the, the sand in the jar of big rocks. And the big rocks are going to be God's plans for me, which is the healing, because that's really all I'm here to do is to heal. So that, that became that day's assignment. So uh, Rich and I talked about it. And then I sat down at the computer and I reread her letter. And all of a sudden, uh, I was able to say, wait a minute. I kind of think there's some good ideas here. I see how this is, might work. This might be better. This, I'm really not interested in negotiating so much. This, I could negotiate. And what I saw were places to collaborate. And then I remember a promise that Jane and I had made with one another, that our relationship was the most important thing and that we would always learn a way to work through bumps and difficulties and that we could negotiate and collaborate. So I felt lifted. And um, I called a friend who's kind of a person that I really enjoy talking to. I got a really good lift off that phone call. And uh, then I gathered up my stuff and went to Bob and Jane's. Um, and the three of us sat down. And uh, we, I started off with, I think this is a good idea. I think you, what you're suggesting here is really good. And I could feel the energy shift uh, mm. from a concern that there might be a problem, that this was going to be divisive, that there was going to be a lot of tension, yada, yada, all that nonsense. And instead, the conversation began to unfold. And when there were things that we didn't agree about, we just communicated, I felt clearly, um, it was a high level of communication, so that by the end of an hour, we had it all worked out. We were all excited about it. We had a grocery list made. We had a plan worked out. And um, I was sent home with the mission to rewrite the letter and uh, so on. So it was great. And, and we were able to clarify some things that had been going on as misunderstandings. So I went home and I wrote the letter and I was feeling really jubilant about all this and so grateful to Holy Spirit for really, well, for my willingness to listen to Holy Spirit and guidance about all this. So I drafted the second letter and when I sent it to them, the, my dad has such a great sense of humor. The sense of humor came up. And of course, that's always the hallmark for me of a miracle. And I found myself entitling the second draft, uh, Family Reunion Bipartisan Letter, Bipartisan Prepared Letter or something. And I started to laugh with the word bipartisan. And I had just this boof flash of light that I had just done my part for what's going on in Washington. And I can now rest assured that all of this that I see as divisive and contentious out there, I can heal at the level of my own thoughts, words, and actions. And I got so excited about it. And so I've been kind of really happy about it ever since and thinking, I've done my part. This is the spiritual journey I'm on. When I am healed, I am not healed alone. And I get very excited that all of us are committed to this path of supporting one another and holding space for each other. And having this, this forum to do this, this healing and this sharing that we get to do every single week and every day, whenever we want it. So yeah, thank you for listening. That's, that's my, my, my miracle, my shift from fear to love. Thank you for sharing, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that reminder too that when I am not healed or when I am healed, I am not healed alone. Mm -hmm. 
it looks like we got about, got about uh, five minutes left. Anybody else like to share something or intentions or prayer requests or any of that good stuff? I, uh, um, it's been interesting. We've been doing Jennifer's prayer every morning as part of our meditation. And, and so I made a intention to, to write her a comment every day. I read she always says at the bottom, if this is helpful to you, please write us and so forth. So uh, I've been doing that, which I found really useful because it, it invites me to pick out something out of the prayer that's really meaningful and put it down. And the thing the other day was uh, she had some, she talked about keeping score and, and being willing to stop keeping score. So I wrote that down and I've, and because I wrote it down, I think, and made that sort of declaration back to her, you know, I've been working more actively with that concept of, of releasing scorekeeping, which I'm aware of something that I do, you know, you know, I've done more than somebody else has done. <clears throat> I've paid more than somebody else has paid or that kind of thing. Or, you know, just even this morning that issue came up again for us. So I think that's very helpful to uh, respond. Plus uh, I, I'm grateful for her doing that. So it's, I thought, you know, if that's a way to, if she asked that, I want to express my gratitude for her to every night or every early in the morning or whenever she does it, she's writing a, writing a prayer for us, a, a blog or whatever, every single day. So I'm really grateful for that. So I would throw that in as both a gratitude and a declaration. I will add to that. Her blog today about smiling. When I went out on the bicycle path, I had so much fun smiling at everyone, smiling at cars when they go by. And, you know, when you smile, people just automatically smile back at you. And it's, it's so fun because it feels like that exchange of energy we talked about last time is giving and receiving are the same. You know, I give a smile, it feels good. I get a smile, that feels good. And it's just... Uh, you don't know where the, the good feeling doesn't have an end. It's, it's continuous. Um, and I, and I, the other day I was out on the bicycle path and I, I saw a man and woman walking along with backpacks and I stopped in my tracks and I said, what are you all training for? And they said, we're going on Camino. I said, I thought so. So I said, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. And I introduced myself and I said, you know, would you like to come for dinner this week so that Rich and I can talk to you about it? Cause it's such a fun thing. And so they came for dinner last night and we had a, a typical Camino dinner and it was just so fun to be that spontaneous and to be so welcoming to the gifts that come to us every single day that we don't even know are coming. That wasn't on my list <laughs> this week to have people over for dinner Wednesday. It wasn't on my list to make new friends. It wasn't. And, and that's the thing is saying yes, saying yes to what is coming to us and it might be good. It might be something we determine that we don't really want, but we can rest assured. We can grow that trust. Uh, like Jennifer said in her class Tuesday, let me spend today proving God is in my life. Yeah. yeah. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can get these mutual, wonderful things happening. I was on the bike path with my spirit dog, Anna, this morning. And I also was doing a prayer call with somebody. And, uh, and then I'm walking along, talking to my prayer partner. And I see this woman with a dog waiting. And I'm thinking, what is she waiting there for, you know? And I approached her and approached her. And, and I'm, you know, having this call. So I'm thinking, I really want to stay focused on my call. But then this woman says, I, I waited so my dog could meet your dog. <laughs> I'm going, uh, excuse me for my prayer partner call. I have to let this dog meet that dog. <laughs> so I stood there for a moment while the two dogs met. And I said, I, I've got to go. I'm on a call. So I went on. Both wonderful things, being on the call and having my dog meet her dog. And this woman care about the dogs enough to invite this social interaction. So it was quite an interesting little miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I guess uh, my intention this week is to declare that I am seeing evidence of God all around me. In the interactions, in the nature, in the fact that I have indoor plumbing, <laughs> which was an issue while I was camping, not fun. Um, but yeah, just to really have a really notice it, have it stick out like, you know, the brightest thing in the room. God did my intention, but um, I, what comes to me is I'm very interested in living and seeing and experiencing the world, all my all my interactions, all my events, everything from my heart, from my heart space, and see it with love. My intention is to release the ideas that I have about myself, the ideas mm -hmm. that I have about, the idea that I have of who I am. Anna Marie, do you have anything you'd like to share? Well, I just simply like to share that I don't know what anything is for, and I simply accept the life as it comes and evolves for me and my family, and that everything is for the best for us. and that we heal as we move along. That the healing actually is already here. Hmm. Like that. Was it everybody? Did you say something, Karen? I intend to remember, to recognize, and to enjoy that I am already healthy, whole, mm -hmm. abundant, joyful, playful, with a great sense of humor. And I intend to prove God by putting my trust in and stepping back and waiting for the miracles. Wow, thank you. Hmm. Well, I feel prompted to pray out and see if I can see it and, and introduce the declaration into my prayer. <laughs> okay. So willing, <clears throat> so grateful. So grateful for this time together, this sharing, all the opportunities offered to us each day, each day, each moment to choose love, grow in awareness, and live life joyfully and playfully with abundance. And we're offering, we're letting go of the blocks, the thinking, the limitation thinking, the judgments, 
the deciding on our own and we're allowing the higher Holy Spirit self to truly guide us and help us see the truth of every instance. And we declare, we declare right now is every moment. We are present to every moment. And we declare that we are allowing ourselves to see ourselves truly as the love that we are. And we invite the entire company of heaven to surround us and support us at all times and sing the truth about us and about everybody we have interactions and associations with all events and we share all this love all this growth all this expansion all this awareness with everyone because we are one in grace and gratitude we allow it to be right now amen amen and thank you Blessings, everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Love to all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.